everyone. Welcome back to the eighth episode of The Idiot's Guide to Imagineering, the podcast where the wildest Disney dreams come to life, at least in our own imaginary Disney world. We are so glad to be back this week. Um, The Idiots took a little bit of a break from recording last week while Steven went off to become Sven and explored Norway. So Steven, did you have fun? Tell us all about it. I sure did. I actually took this boat cruise through the fjords Mm -hmm. and I swear that every little town we passed they were like oh that's the inspiration for frozen and i was like okay which one is it (laughs) (laughs) it can't be every one of these towns (laughs) but also wait 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 you said every place is the inspiration for arendelle what was the inspiration for the trolls well that would be you so (laughs) (laughs) don't don't even have to go to norway for that (laughs) but right here But yeah, it was amazing. I recommend 10 out of 10 Norway. Go do it. It's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And I would go back in a heartbeat. Aw, well, we're glad you're back. Welcome. Welcome home. Yep, And we're happy to be back all together. On today's episode, we're taking you on a culinary experience like none other in Disney. And I'm hungry just Mm. thinking about it. But as we mentioned in pretty much every episode, this group is always hungry. So what else is new? Yep. And we love to talk about yep, food. Hungry right now. So speaking of food, before we jump in, I thought that we should keep this gastronomy train going and mention oh. our favorite Disney restaurants. So hmm. I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to be a little bit out of the box because I already know what Jenny is going to say her favorite <laughs> restaurant is. I just can tell. So I'm going with Sebastian's Bistro at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Ooh. It, you love that I place. do. It's Ooh. very similar to a place that rhymes with Shmohana. They have Never heard an amazing it. bread pudding that's Ooh. very similar mm. to one you may find at another restaurant on property, but it's a little quieter and the food is great and it's a little cheaper. So Jenny, was I right? Is your favorite mm-hmm. Disney restaurant Ohana? <laughs> You are right. But I know everyone loves the bread pudding, but for me, it's the noodles. They are so good. They are pretty great. They're my favorite. So, But aside from that, I love the atmosphere at Ohana. I know it's an obvious choice and it's a lot of people's favorites, but like there's a reason for that. Uh, What about you, Katie? Oh, I was going to say Ohana, but I feel like I have to pick something else just for like mixing it up this time since I keep hopping everyone else. But... Uh, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say Boma for breakfast. No. Oh. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I thought I would go rogue and throw a breakfast oh. one out there. We're never but, gonna no. all be individuals here. That's why we're friends. I know. Let's all get pog juice together. Yes. Go for a walk. <laughs> all right. Um, sorry, Amanda. Why don't you tell us what your favorite place is? So I'm going to say the restaurant that's in Mexico, that's inside Ooh. the temple, but it, it looks like it's outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a little it's while, I was like, oh, the food's not great. But then it like it's a lot better now and I love the environment. So whatever the name of that restaurant is, that one. Oh, fun fact. Marissa and I had our first date there. We did. Ooh. Our first friend date. Mm-hmm. I think it's called, San, is yep. it the San Angel Inn? San Angel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was yeah. the first time Katie and I had an outing together. Was there, and here we are. Mm-hmm. The love of your life, or the love of your life before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Boma was my number one, but my number two is Thanksgiving 
every day at the Liberty Tree. That's my number two. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Oh, God. You cannot that was my number two. walk away from there hungry. And that cookie dessert, <gasps> the cookie Oof. cake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, now that we covered our favorite restaurants, I think this was a pretty busy week uh, news-wise. Jenny and Amanda, I'll let you guys take the lead on this one. Well, as many of you know, uh, Destination D23 was held at the Contemporary Resort uh, two weekends ago. And as expected, of course, several exciting projects are in the works and were announced. Mm. Since our last episode was recorded prior to the announcements, we kind of wanted to discuss and give a few of the highlights. Um, So the World of Frozen at Hong Kong Disneyland opened on November 20th, the very first of three Frozen lands um, that are in the works. And then Disney announced the name of the newest ship. And guys, this is just right on topic with our previous episodes, but one of the three brand new ships, the Disney Adventure, and it's going to be the first Disney ship to sail from Singapore and throughout Southeast Asia. Yay. Perfect. Listening to us. They're listening. They love our ideas. They clearly. Heard our last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. also announced a brand new island destination in the Bahamas. It's called Lookout K at Lighthouse Point. So starting in the summer of 2024, guests will be able to visit the exciting new island as a stop on their Disney cruise. Um, Ep- and then um, also Epcot's new nighttime spectacular Luminous. Did I say that right? Yeah, Luminous. Yeah. Luminous. Ah, Luminous. Um, The Symphony of Us will feature fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects, and Disney music and will premiere on December 5th. Nothing can ever take the place of my favorite Epcot. It was so good. And and guys, when you come back through customs, I didn't know this, but there's this movie that is played and it plays the music from Illuminations while you're waiting to go through customs when you get back to the United States. And so I was like, this Oh my gosh, just something went through customs and didn't hear uh, this. I I heard it last summer. Yeah, I looked it up and it was like an actual Disney created movie that they gifted to the government for for customs and, and I was surprised. What a treat. <laughs> Also, the Country Bears Jamboree in Magic Kingdom will be getting a brand new show, which has been described as an homage to the classic musical reviews of Nashville. This updated attraction will premiere in 2024. I don't know if I'm the only person excited about this one. No, I'm pumped. Oh, really? I, I am. think my dad, I, if they change too much, my dad is going to flip. Nope. <laughs> he loves I this. Just, he, he even went to the Country Bears in Japan. When he went to Disneyland, oh. he loves this. He is a country oh, wow. bear stan, y'all. Yes. I'm ready for the new one. Yes. Um, this one's a little interesting. So not many details have been provided, but um, Disney's, Animal King- Disney's Animal Kingdom's Dino Land is being reimagined to be themed after the Tropical Americas. <gasps> yes. Um, so they said specifically North, or sorry, South America and into Central America. Um, Bruce Vaughn, okay. the chief creative officer of Disney Imagineering, described this area as the most biodiverse area on the planet, saying places people travel for adventure, exploration, and discovery. He said they're imagining a land filled with authentic experiences from this part of the world, and they're excited to bring these stories to life in Animal Kingdom. Love that. Okay, 
I'm okay, actually can, excited for this. Can we break this down a little bit? Um, well, I love I love all these announcements and I love the excitement <laughs> surrounding them, but it, so vague. It's very vague and it's yeah. very. It seems a little early. Yes, it, I like the yeah. idea of it. You know, I feel like whatever it becomes. You know they they announced this same Dino Land update back at D23 Expo last year and it was something entirely different and now it's it was supposed uh, to be like Moana and Peter Pan and Zootopia and now it's it's going to be Encanto and Indiana Jones which yeah I don't really I, I'm, understand I'm, really that not, I'm not I'm not sure what the animal tie-in is with those so I I don't understand this whole thing about kind of announcing something that's very blue sky a little yeah it, it does seem a little a well, little early but. wait till you know a little bit more i mean i <laughs> guess you can I just know. say We're, you know something's coming but it's a little right i want to i want to be optimistic but it's just it's it seems like kind of not an announcement Agree. I'm excited for the ideas that we're going to come up with for it because I feel like we'll probably do our own <laughs> we thing. Should, so I'm actually. excited for that. But for sure, I like the idea of it. But yeah, it does feel very vague. I'm not really sure where we're going to go with this. But I do feel like a country theme is a bit more appropriate, obviously, for that area. But yeah. or we've what got do I Asia know? and we've got Africa. Yeah, I think South America is like a nice and cultural area, so it's mm-hmm. a good spot for them to like pick and do. Maybe so I can hopefully they do it right. I can meet a wild toucan or something. Mm-hmm. You are a toucan. <laughs> also, a brand new show is finally coming to the Tree of Life, based on Zootopia. <laughs> uh, the, finally, I know. I'm so excited. Um, the concept will take guests into the different biomes from the film, as well as some new biomes never seen before, and it'll feature their favorite characters from the movie, such as Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. Yay. Now this better come to life. Yeah. The tree of life. I, I'm very excited for this. I'm, I'm very interested to see how it's done, though, because obviously it's tough to be a bug. Makes perfect sense of what it is as bugs under a tree. So <laughs> how does. is this going to work? I don't I don't know, but surely there'll be a story I guess to incorporate it. all the animals that make up the tree. Oh, yeah. Ah, true. Good thinking. Maybe yeah. They're all coming off the tree and into the theater. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we could go on and on talking about all the announcements because there were way too many to name, but we just wanted to touch on a few here. And I think we're already all looking at flights to head up to the D23 Expo next August in I, Anaheim. I actually booked a hotel today with no one's permission, oh. so surprise so everybody. You're a little of us. We're going. This group isn't <laughs> impulsive, not at all. Wanted to get it before they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now it's time for our Imagineering Idea of the Week. As a reminder, each week our team will assign project managers to plan a new or updated offering for a Disney park or resort and present it to everyone for their feedback and collaboration. Our plans are designed keeping in mind current technology and existing park structures, but without limitation of construction or budget constraints. So today we're heading to Epcot. Uh, We're going to be talking about Living with the Land, which originally opened on September 28th, 1982 in Future World. Um, For those of you who might not have ever 
ridden it, you're really missing out, but it's a slow moving boat ride that ends with a greenhouse tour located in the land. It- Speaking of dads, that's my dad's favorite ride too. Oh, so. I'm not surprised. Yeah, Jenny, have you ever been on this ride? Shout out to John. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love living with the land. Yeah. It quickly became a relaxing fan favorite way to beat the heat and is also our idea for the next idiot overhaul. So the focus of the ride is on agriculture and ways to make it more efficient, sustainable, and environmentally friendly. And Marissa and I originally came up with the concept for this um, while riding, living with the land, (laughs) um, desperately trying to escape the heat. But also we were ready to eat our next meal and planning and thinking what we could do for this. And that's where our idea kind of hit, hit us. So your ride begins like normal. You're um, headed in the land. You're getting into the the boat. You hop on, jamming out to your peaceful prairie farmland music without a care in the world. But this time, this tour is going to be a little bit different. This is a private boat. You have only nine other passengers with you, so it's a total of ten. You have your own tour guide narrating and pointing out the details along the way. But once the boat reaches the greenhouse, the ride actually stops. Surprise! What? Yeah, you get off the boat into the greenhouse, and this <gasps> is where your kind of like behind the seeds tour on steroids begins. Oh yeah, or your oh, culinary okay. experience. Oh, yeah, so there is a behind Tell there me. is a behind the seeds tour that exists today, mm-hmm. um, and it's a quick tour, about ninety minutes. It takes you behind the scenes, shows off like the greenhouses, plants, all that good stuff in there. Um, and is is not too expensive. Like I think it's only about thirty five dollars, but pretty cool. Um, we Marissa and I haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. However, we do have some friends that did. And Marissa, I think you spoke to them about it a little bit further. So would you share kind of the details of the of what this tour is today and its current? Yeah. So shout out to my friends, Abby and Anthony, who took the behind the scenes tour several years ago. And I remember they told me a lot about it afterwards. So while Katie and I were talking about our new overhaul, it came to mind. Let me ask them what they enjoyed about that tour. Um, So Anthony had shared that he liked seeing and interacting with an actual person on the tour about the plants and the fish instead of just hearing a voiceover. And he felt it was an interactive version of living with the land, which is great because the land is also great. So he's Mm -hmm. a big fan and he is also a dad. So I think this is a dad favorite. But when asked about... (laughs) (laughs) The dads love it. Yeah. When asked about what they do to improve the tour... I didn't even have to ask Abby. I know that she was not a fan of the heat when they did this tour. It was the middle of the summer and the heat really ruined the experience for her. And Anthony told me that he also would like the experience to taste more crops. So Anthony, you're going to want to check out this new tour because welcome to From Land to Table. Cute. A culinary experience like none other at Epcot. Um, So Katie and I actually did a lot of research and, you know, Katie re-rode this ride last weekend to get some experience (laughs) seeing what plants and crops and fish were on the ride. You really had to twist my arm. I know. I think there's a lot of things you can learn from the tour itself. So it does sound like it's great. And like, we're not looking to redo that tour. We're just kind of looking to enhance that tour, I think. So Marissa and I came up with the de- with an idea to kind of do like a farm to table type restaurant concept, and it's that. a limited experience restaurant concept. Um, it only will appear seasonally, 
So for one week out of each season, this would be open for dinner time. So you would have a spring special, a summer special, a fall, and a winter special. So because this is a special VIP event, we're actually going to close the land at 5 p.m. on the nights that From Land to Table is happening to give guests more time to check in and truly enjoy their experience. So like we mentioned, the, the ride will start off with you getting on your boat. And once you get to the greenhouse, rather than stay in your boat and continue through your journey of the land, you're actually going to hop off the boat and begin your behind the scenes tour. And as we mentioned before, it will be intimate. So only 10 people will have the opportunity to do this. And again, it will be one dinner service every day for the one week that it's available. It'll be similar to the behind the seeds tour. Where it'll take you through the different greenhouses. It will show you um, they have the areas where they have the insects that they use for pesticide. Um, another thing that during our research was a fan favorite was they allow you to feed the bass. So things like that we'll still keep and make sure um, to have along the way. But we wanted to add a special dinner service that really takes this to the next level and makes this experience kind of unlike anything that exists at Disney today. Um, you're you're let you're answering a lot of <clears throat> excuse me you're answering a lot of questions that are, kind of came up to me initially of like how do you mm-hmm. do this from like a sustainability standpoint like how do you not have this whole garden picked over but if if it's a limited amount of people that have mm-hmm. access to this what do you kind of ballpark how many people are going to have access to this? How many reservations would you open for this? So it would be a very exclusive experience. So only 10 diners a night. And if we're only offering mm-hmm. this for one week per season, mm-hmm. that's about 70 people tops. Okay. Oh, um, but great. to go along with that, we were concerned about if we're having all these people going into the greenhouse, you know, interacting, touching, picking, picking vegetables mm-hmm. and fruits that there'd be, you know, nothing left over. So in order to not disrupt the growing of the crops and other vegetation, we actually decided to make a designated area of the greenhouse that will feature the Mm -hmm. ingredients needed. So this way, you know, we're still limiting where guests can actually walk through and pick items and to minimize disruption to the greenhouses while also providing that, you know, very intimate experience of actually getting to pick their food that they're going to eat for dinner that night. That's awesome. So basically if you're on the boat, you'll still get to see like all the beautiful, fully grown plants and vegetation. Yep. You will get a full tour. Yeah. But we don't want them touching everything Mm -hmm. because we don't know where your hands have been. (laughs) But Don't trust them. (laughs) You will get to sample along the way. So as Marissa mentioned, we will have designated areas. You will get to pick. You can pick your produce. You can pick your stuff. We're going to actually have parts of the dinner service um, that are going to be demonstrations and hands-on. And we'll talk about that a little bit further. But you will be able to sample it. You will be able to pick some stuff. So if you like this tomato because it's super massive and you want to use it as part of the recipe that's in it, then you get to use that and pick whatever you want. So little bits of things like that. We want to make sure it's like fun and interesting and kind of different for the, for the guest. Um, but once you actually pick your food out and you go in, we plan to actually have the dinner service start around seven. So that gives you roughly about 90 minutes to ride the ride. And then you go through and, You'll be able to pick all your produce out, get the experience of the tour, and then move along and start the dinner service. 
Yep. So you're going to start in the rainforest area for a live demonstration of your appetizer. So some of the ideas that we had, I'm skipping ahead a little bit to our menus, but we're going to have a different menu seasonally. So maybe in the summer for your appetizer, you might make things such as a watermelon and tomato salad. So you will pick the watermelon and tomatoes that you're using for that salad, working with a chef to you know create that salad and then eat it with your other tour members. Um, it's going to mm-hmm. continue being fun and interactive with drinking and eating along the way. Katie came up with a good idea that when you actually sit down to enjoy your appetizer, there's a little space like right across from the rainforest where there'd be more room for having a table set up. And we'll add some light there to, you know, so you can see what you're eating, but also make sure we're not disrupting the ambience of the rainforest. That sounds really pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what we both were thinking is like, Kind of when you when you like Google farm to table and they show like people just sitting outside mm-hmm. and there's like horses behind them and animals around and it's oh. very like wildflowers and things like that. Like I think that's kind of the experience we were going for and like some of the decor we wanted to do. But it will be fun. You will get to be able to like you'll have your own personal chef. You get to cook with them and it's super exciting. And then once you finish my favorite room that we're going into, but once you finish the appetizer portion, so you'll get to again like eat and put it together. You move over to your next room, which is where your entree is going to be served. And this is my favorite part because you'll head into the American Prairie. So you'll see, yeah. So where the table will be set up will actually be on the side. It has a bit more space on the side where the farmhouse is. So you have the sunrise behind you and you have that open Mm -hmm. space and there's little roosters and dogs. And then right across the way, you have your buffalo. And the baby buffalo. Yeah. So your family of buffalo across the river from you. And that's where you can go. But for the entree portion, we don't want you to really have to worry about cooking or doing anything. So the chef will do that for you right in front of you. They will cook your entree. And that way you guys can just relax and take it easy and and communicate with your different tour members or whatever you want to do for that portion of it. Um, But we wanted that to be a bit more relaxed. And just just so I'm picturing this correctly, this is like a traveling dinner. Like I'm starting in one place yeah. and I'm getting up mm-hmm. and moving to, yeah, that's I can't a really think of cool. What, it's a, like a, it's like a pub crawl, but like a, a land crawl. A land crawl. There's a name for, is it a progressive meal? Yeah. And like I a, actually like a progressive think dinner where you'd, there was mm-hmm. a progressive dinner. It was a monorail one. I don't think it's currently being offered, oh, but I know you, what you're talking about. You mm-hmm, went to the resort. So you started at, I want to say the, gr- Grand Floridian or Contemporary, and you hopped on the monorail for each mm-hmm. portion. So, oh, I really love that. Yeah. So idea. we kind of like a Disney sponsored thing, is. or was that just what people did? No, it was oh, a Disney sponsored okay. tour. It was very expensive. I looked into it. Oh, but yeah. So it's a progressive meal where you're starting in one room, then going on to see the buffalo, and then once you finish eating your dinner with the buffalo and you've had your time to relax and unwind while you're watching the chef preparing your meal, you're going to head to your last stop, which is the big room right before you enter the greenhouses on the land. There is a room with wooden floors and big movie screens. So we figured that would be a great place to finish with your dessert And there will be a chef in there as well, just like there is along the way. And the chef might take some volunteers to help make the dessert. 
Yeah, we didn't know if it was like too interactive to have everyone do dessert. Like we didn't know if it was too much work for everyone or just like the chef picks volunteers. So we'll let you guys decide what you think is better. But we like the fact that you could make like your own, you know, like uh, berry compote or, you know, use the edible yeah, flowers and things like that. that we thought it would be a lot of fun. Especially dessert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like fun. So you can change everything out seasonally. We also saw that they have coffee plants in there. So you could have your own specialty coffee as part of the dessert or something different. And we really wanted to make sure that we like took ingredients that were grown there. Obviously, not everything is on the land. So you know, not some parts of the menu will not be from the greenhouse because um, we will have meats and things like that. But we did want to make sure that we, for the most part, were incorporating like main uh, ingredients from the land. I don't know, Marissa, if you want to sh- – I don't know if we have time, but maybe Marissa can share some of the menu items we put together. Yeah, we can share a few. So like I said, for our summer sample menu that Katie and I came up with, one of our appetizers was a watermelon and tomato salad. So the watermelon and tomatoes would be picked straight from the land. Um, we also like the idea of having a featured flatbread for each time of the year. So we came up with a summer flatbread with squash, zucchini, pesto, and garlic. So mm. the squash, Ooh. zucchini, and pesto that would all so be coming from the land. For the main entree, it would be a blackened catfish found in the land <gasps> with lemon, mm. Greek oven roast potatoes, lemon featured on the land. With garlic and oregano <laughs> featured on the land, you know. <laughs> for dessert, strawberry shortcake. And that's where Katie was saying that guests have the opportunity to cook a strawberry compote if they'd like. There'd be some pre-made cakes already there. They also can whip their own cream, you know, making this as interactive as a guest would like, or if they prefer to sit back and watch and just have more of a relaxing experience, they can do that as well. Now, Marissa, what part of that was featured in the land? The strawberries. That's right. That's right. Featured in the land. <laughs> featured in the land. <laughs> now, is, is uh, I hate to ask us, but is buffalo an option? <laughs> no, we're only looking the at the babies. Okay. We thought that was important okay. to eat it in okay. front of the family. <laughs> 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 Who's that, Mama? Oh, that's Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Um, so, and then after you finish your dessert. You're full. You've had some coffee featuring the coffee beans in the, in the Featured land. in the land. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> um, Katie had a great idea of doing a send-off with our guests to thank them for joining us. Yeah. So they have on the behind the seeds tour, like they have QR codes around and you can scan them and find like the nutritional um like breakdown of the different like produce and things so you could like replicate it in your home garden, which I thought was nice. But then I thought for this event, what if we – they get like a little package when they're leaving. So it has a QR code they can scan. It'll have the recipes with the um, ingredients and everything. So if they want to make it at home, what they just had at the dinner, they can do that too. Um, But some other fun things that we wanted to include in there, um, it'll also have information on the wines that they have. But the thing that we're most excited about is if you're coming during spring or summer – 
you will actually get a little mini um, Mickey-shaped watermelon to take with you. And if you are coming in fall and winter, you'll get a Mickey-shaped pumpkin to take with you. I love that. That's the highlight of the whole greenhouse. I want that pumpkin (laughs) right now. Mm -hmm. I know. It's so cute. And I just want to take it with us. But yeah, so we thought that'd be like a nice little send-off for it. Um, And then one thing I did want to mention was we – are aware that obviously people will have some food allergies and things like that. So we will take that into consideration. Um, We will honor food allergies or dietary restrictions. However, please know that may not be part of the demonstration, depending on what needs to be subbed out or things like that. So you could still join it, but again, it may not be as part of the demonstration portion of the meal. And then we won't do any substitutions though. So if you don't like catfish, you can't swap it out for chicken or things like that. But we'll be sure to announce the menu when we announce the availability to start booking. So that way people can see in advance what works for them. This sounds like New York's hottest restaurant that you can never get into, like that type of experience. Like right. it's so Think about, like, intimate and 70 people and, total. Yeah. So going along with that, like we've said, this is going to be an extremely intimate dinner. And because it's only scheduled to happen for one week seasonally. I mean, we could always add some extra weeks if the demand is there, but we did talk about the price of this experience since I feel like you may wonder. We did make it a little more expensive. It would be $250 per person plus tax, but it does include the dinner experience, the behind the scenes look at the land. You know, it's kind of a combination of the behind the scenes tour plus more. Plus, you're getting that pumpkin or watermelon as a parting gift, as a surprise. Also, champagne will be included during dessert and a glass of champagne. Glass of champagne. Wasn't it a pumpkin or a, to- a tomato or was it a watermelon? Watermelon. Watermelon. Oh, even cooler. Yeah. I thought you said tomato mm-hmm. for some reason. No. I was like, Arr. I mean, I guess we could also do tomato too. That's, you know, why yeah. not? And you also will get a bottle of exclusive wine on your way out as well. We did not mention that. So it is a little pricier, but... I was thinking it's it's a it's not pricey at all for everything right, you're for that getting. Whole with experience? That. And for the exclusivity of it, it I think that's a, a steal. Well, we might have to raise the price. We were then. thinking I know. We were thinking like three hundred, but then we thought per couple is like five hundred. So we thought that was like pretty mm, on par. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I go to one birthday dinner and I'm out a hundred bucks. So. <laughs> you well, live in New York. In okay, well, yeah, true. true. So that was our idea of from land to table. I love it. I love it. We had so much fun planning this. Epcot is our favorite park, so we really love to be able to do something that makes it extra fun and extra different. And I feel like I just really connect with any Imagineer that just loves Epcot. And I think – I don't know – Steven, <laughs> is there someone who could help us with that? Maybe our Imagineer of the Week. <laughs> These transitions are better and better every week. <laughs> well, we can't, we cannot have our first big Epcot focused episode without talking about uh, the Imagineer who's been leading the Epcot overhaul. So, Zach Ridley joined the Imagineering team in 2004 as a show designer for Disney parks all over the world. Um, so, most notably, uh, he was assisting with the reimagining and relaunch of Disney California back in the day. 
um, which nice. everyone knows needed a major rebranding yes. from what it was to what it mm-hmm. is now. Um, and uh, a big hand in planning and development for uh, the Shanghai Disney Resort. So another bucket lister wow. for us. Um, yeah. But yeah, from from there, he went on to oversee the global menu development and planning for uh, worldwide parks. And um, after many years of, of strategic menu planning and, and project development, in 2017, he became the project executive to oversee the Epcot Transformation Initiative. And this has been his main baby for the past several years. So he is pretty much the go-to guy for anything that, wow. that came out for the Epcot complete renovation that we I love that, that we're this was his seeing. main baby. His main baby. I think he still had some other ones. <laughs> okay. um, but this was the the big focus. So uh, what's really cool about this is that it was truly a dream come true for Zach um, because during a family trip to Disney shortly after Epcot opened back in the ni- early 1980s, he knew exactly what he wanted to do for a living. And he said, quote, so much of what Disney creates sparks ideas that last a lifetime. For me, it was seeing the power design has to capture ideas, optimism, inspiration, and storytelling that drew me to study architecture and eventually a career in the center of where the magic is made. So a Aww. real true dream come true for him. Um, and uh, I'm sure he's very thrilled to see his vision nearly complete um, because they've announced an opening date for <gasps> World Celebration. They announced it uh, two weekends ago at Destination D23, um, and it will be opening this coming December. So those walls Same. will finally be coming down finally. after many years of <laughs> dealing with that and the maze that Epcot has been. Yeah. It's almost like they've just become a part of Epcot. The past couple right. times I've been, you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. you don't even notice. Walls. They just exist there. Right. I just kind of forgot yeah. that they were not supposed to be there. Used to traveling through a maze just to figure yeah. out how to get to the bathroom when I first walk into Epcot. <laughs> Why not? Well, over the course of his career, Zach has really been responsible for so much growth and transformation globally for the Disney parks. And uh, it's important to have Imagineers who have the ability to stress the the focus on creativity and strategy simultaneously without sacrificing one for the other. Because I feel like a lot of times there's people with these great creative ideas, but there's no kind of business aspect behind it. And then oh, like us. <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, and then there's, there's people that are so business focused, they lose a lot of the creativity, but he seems to have such a good balance of both. And um, I also read uh, about he be- how he believes that inspiration can really come from anywhere, and which is very on brand for this this podcast because I feel like that's exactly what's guiding us through every episode uh, and and inspiring our weekly topics. You know, Katie and Marissa were just on living with the land and said, "Hold up, what can we do with that and make it unique mm-hmm. and uh, an additional added experience?" So yeah, Zach gets us. Zach Zach gets us and. Um, he's a true fairy tale story imagineer, um, and we're excited to see what he's uh, bringing to Epcot very soon. He posts really cool stuff on Instagram. If you all he does. aren't following yeah. him, I highly recommend. I remember first finding him when they revealed that Epcot uh, fountain statue in front of Spaceship Earth. Yes, and he Disney posted his post about it, and so that's how I discovered him. Um, a few years back. Oh, cool. 
Well, that was such a fun and tasty episode to keep our creative juices flowing after that incredible Southeast Asian Resort episode. If this is your first time finding us, make sure to go ahead and give our episodes, um, our previous ones, a listen, especially that one. It was beyond amazing. Thanks, Amanda, Stephen. Yeah. Well, now that you've heard how we would eat our way from land to table, let us know what you think. Did your favorite foods or meals make it to dinner? We love hearing from you guys and how you'd make the ideas come to life. And don't forget to follow us at Idiots Imagineering on Instagram so you can share all of your feedback. We love interacting with you guys on there. And we have a brand new TikTok page. Whoa! This girl doesn't even know how to use it. (laughs) It's also Idiots uh, or at Idiots Imagineering. Um, And you may see some of our ideas come to life there, too. But. Um, it's it's a little bare right now, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it up to speed. <laughs> we'll get. There. We'll figure it out together. <laughs> yep. And don't forget about reviews. Of course, please leave us a quick one after you finish listening, and please like and subscribe if you haven't already. But we know how much you love us, so we're sure you already did. We love making this podcast weekly for you, but we really could not do it without the time and effort of our amazing team. So thank you again, guys, to our amazing crew of idiots, Stephen, Amanda, Jenny, and Katie. I'm Marissa, and we will see you again next week with the latest episode of Idiot's Guide to Imagineering. Remember, if you could dream it, you can make a podcast about it. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, everyone.